Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 30 of the Sunfire Tavern podcast. Uh, our podcast for gamers and geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies and TV. With me, Ollie, and my co-host Clark, discussing the hot topics from, from the week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern, and listen to us on SpellCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And please email us your questions through sunfiretavern at gmail.com. Hey Clark, how are we doing? Hello, what's SpoundCloud? SpoundCloud? Well, listen, I've been inspired by the recent Kickstarter trends that have been happening. And I'm starting my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm starting my own uh, audio service called SpoundCloud. Okay. So, um, if you could please give me uh, just all of your money. uh, Bitcoins. Yeah, and Bitcoins and... No, Bitcoins. Bitcoins. Yeah. Wow. Bitcoins. I yeah, know, we're going crazy today. So, I, I mean, I can answer your question. I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah, doing, doing good. Yeah, okay. I'm it's doing good. fine. It's good to hear, man. It's good to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess it's been a pretty big week for gaming news and stuff, right? It has. It's, it's So, uh, the last few weeks have been really quiet. And then, suddenly, in the last two weeks, I feel like we've just been bombarded with loads of new stuff happening. Mm. Um, some exciting, some not so exciting. Um, but I mean, we we could go through the uh, if you want to take us through the agenda, Ollie. Please be my guest. Yes. So obviously, you know, we've got our usual what we've been playing and watching. Uh, then we're going to talk about the Dreamworld stuff, um, the PS3 and Vita reversal that happened recently. Uh, Jeff Kaplan leaving Blizzard. Uh, Jeff from the Overwatch team. And then we've got um, the Hades winning uh, the Dice Game of the Year awards. And then we'll finish off with some twenty questions if we've got some time. But also. Shout, we want to give a shout out to um, Tyrion Massa for creating our new uh, podcast jingle. Hopefully you guys heard it on the on the way in uh, to listening. So managed to edit it in. <laughs> yes, yeah, um, yeah. So as we're recording this, we we haven't heard we haven't uh, heard it, so we didn't hear it live. But hopefully you folks at home will have uh, heard it. Well, today's going to be a test of my editing talent, see whether I can actually get a piece of sound to fit in there. Um, but I, I wanted to back up on that. Thank you so much, Tyrion, for, for your work. Uh, he's been an amazing commission to work on our podcast jingle for us. Um, very good at taking feedback. Uh, as a, I mean, We had a lot of it. The yep. problem is because myself and Ollie both work in different aspects of the game industry, we've gotten very used to both giving and receiving very... Uh, direct feedback mm-hmm. and one of the things we do is we'll get straight to the point <laughs> yes very candid uh candid feedback exactly yeah, yeah. but in a nice way like not in a in a terribly horrible and ogalistic way mm-hmm. um but, but yeah so it has been a busy week but um ollie to kind of jump in what have you been playing this week so what have i been playing so last week i said uh we, wa- we watched the matrix me and my friend group and um last week i uh managed to have some time to try and play enter the matrix and um, let me just say, it did not last very long. <laughs> Unfortunately, oh, is it? No, as in the game. No, it's just the game. The game. The game that ends the matrix. Oh, right sorry. No, I was thinking you were talking about the sequel. Um, oh no, 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 no. no, no, no. Third, I, th- I thought for some reason I was thinking the third movie. Oh no, I, I still need to go back and watch um, Revolutions, but um, you know, oh god, Clark, I would, I wouldn't, I would watch the whole movie. I would sit through the whole thing. The game, however, my god. That's uh, that's quite the that's quite the game. I mean, it was like when I was playing it. I think I literally lost my mind for the first hour. I just like kind of had a fever dream of like, why the f- why the hell would you put your strafe buttons? Why would you put the strafe buttons on your triggers? Like wh- why? what? Why? What? Yeah, it has tank controls. It's a PS2 game with tank controls. 
God's sake, just let it burn. Yeah, just, you know, you move up and down, and then left and right's turn. And it's like, but but it's not like Resident Evil, where you have a locked perspective, or like Resident Evil 4, where it's implemented with, like, you know, slow-paced aim sort of stuff. It's like, you're supposed to be doing, like, fast-paced things, and the enemies just, like, tear you down and shoot through you, and then, I mean, I will say, it's pretty, like, the animations and stuff are, like, pretty jank, they're janky as all hell, but they're pretty funny. Um... And I, I remember... What is it, late 90s? Because it's PS2, isn't it? So it must be early like, noughties or late 90s. Yeah, I think it's a very early noughties. But, yeah. you know, I, I remember the hacking minigame being way more fun or way more interesting when I was uh, a young kid. But, when you were um, seven, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just... You know, I had I had a great time for an hour and then I realized, I was like, all right, this game is just kind of... It's just kind of shit. So we, yeah. so we just turned it off. I, I mean, I do remember it being terrible and... Obviously, because there's there's like eight or ten years difference between us, I probably had a slightly. I'm not saying I had a bigger like um, understanding of gaming at this point, but I probably just had a slightly more adult view of this game. Mm. Even though it wouldn't have been much more adult, like I'd have been my late late teens, early twenties. No, late teens actually would have been like. When did it come out? Let's have a look. What's it called? Matrix. Enter, enter the Matrix. Just enter. enter the Matrix release date. Let's let, let's age me. Here we go. Here we go. 14th of May 2003, so I would have been, and I was born in eight, so I'd have been exactly 20. There you go. Um, so just at the end of my very late teens. So I would have been nine. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I looked at this and I remember, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I played it on PC. Mm. I think I did, and I, I played it for about five minutes and just went, nope, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> in retrospect, so I did play it through a PS2 emulator. Maybe, I didn't know there was a PC version. I think maybe if I had PC I controls, PC. I, maybe maybe it would have been a better experience, but uh, oh boy. Uh, yeah, I did. Like... I, I, no, did I play on GameCube or PC? Was I think I might have played it on PC. It was on GameCube, PC, PlayStation 2, and Xbox. Oh my god. Yeah, man. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I didn't know it was on GameCube either. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see if I if I run out of things to do this week, maybe I'll give it another shot on GameCube or something. I don't know. Maybe it will make it a little bit more of a, a plausible. I'm sure experience. it's not going to be much different, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. Um. I in don't. A, yeah. In, in other yeah. in other games I've been playing. So going off of my puzzle game hype, uh, recently at the sort of. Me and my friends all bought um, Tricky Towers. I think it's quite old now. Well, not that old. No Tricky but... Towers. It's like Tetris, but with physics, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so, we bought that on Steam, and it's been our sort of like interstitial game when we're just like run out of things to do. Like you know, before it was Uno, and then it was um, God, what was it? You played Uno. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were playing. We played a lot of Uno, and then I forgot yes. what it was before Uno. There was a different game. Was oh, it was, oh, it was no, it was just real Tetris. It was just normal Tetris. Then it changed into Uno, and now it's gone to Tricky Towers. So okay, okay. we're going back and forth. So another card game will be coming up next, I guess. But um, yeah, Tricky Towers is great. I really, I, I, you know, it didn't seem like it was going to be that much fun, but I guess it's because we're playing it with friends. It's made it like a lot more enjoyable. And there's a surprising amount of depth in the physics and like you know breaking things and. Yeah, it really is. Like, like you really have to plan ahead, and that game gets very frustrating very quickly. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, but I loved it. I really enjoyed that game. Yeah, it's great. Like I, I can imagine it being like a really good like party game, like playing with friends and having drinks and stuff like that. So yeah, like. Um, would definitely recommend. Um, and then, obviously, you know, the usual League of Legends um, and uh, Tekken, etc, etc. Oh, 
Oh, and uh, Age of Empires, which I always forget to mention, but I'm playing quite deep into Age of Empires now with the the, the remake. Yeah, the yeah, de de yeah, definitive edition. Yeah, we just do like I think it's like it's really nice just playing an RTS with a ranked like matchmaking with a matchmaking thing, but for teams. So I really enjoy playing that with friends and like doing strategies, and it's pretty chill like in the evenings. So, um, oh, there was something else I was going to talk about, but I've completely forgotten about. Um. <laughs> Uh, it's just well, we've gone up, we've, like we're five minutes in and we're off topic already. We're, yeah, we're exactly right. Just, just already lost track of what. Uh, what we're doing great. Like. We're do Ollie, you're doing great. You're doing uh, fantastic. Doing... It's been it's been a long week. Clark. I'm proud of you. It has been a long it's week. Been, it's been a long week. But anyway, listen. You tell me about what you've been playing and what you've been watching, buddy. Well, so um, I picked up Resident Evil Four. Oh yeah, I did. Um, oh, is no. he looking for the president's daughter? Yes. Because he doesn't mention it like 45,000 times a minute. <laughs> My Ash God, that got irritating. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, like, so, so, yeah, I, I played it. Okay. Uh, I, I honestly haven't got very far, but I'm enjoying it. It's The controls are horrifying to that game. Oh, like, so it's good. It's, it's, no, no. <laughs> it's like they found a way to make tank controls worse. <laughs> like, um, so it's also one of the first games I think that's using the right stick to aim, because mm. I didn't. So I, I went back and played Goldeneye recently, and I didn't realise that. I obviously didn't go in my head, but back then there was only one stick, wasn't there? So yep. the the aiming was done on the the stick. Yeah, I I forgot that. Um, and the same on a lot of old PlayStation One games, the aiming was again done on the stick. Mm -hmm. So this game is the first real kind of step into twin stick um, FPSs. And they did not get it right. I, I can definitely see where they, they got the idea from, but they have not got this right in any way, shape, or form. It is horrible to control. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. Like, it's cute. Uh, the story's good. I love the character building. Mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it, for sure. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's very janky to control. How and far even, did you get? I, I only got, like, to the end of the, the village. Um, so I went into the village and got attacked by tons of monsters. They all start speaking Spanish to me, which is funny because I speak some Spanish, so I understood what they were saying. And most yeah. of the time, they were like alerting to me to their position. So they're like <laughs> saying, "I'm behind him. I'm going to get him." And I'm like, "Okay, I know that in Spanish. Like, I know you're there." <laughs> yeah. Uh, but at other time, they're just going "cabron, cabron." Yeah. And it's just like, "Okay, all right." Um, <laughs> but no, it was fine. Like, like I am going to sit down, and I think I'm going to because it's probably what a couple of hours long. It it can't be like I mean, a game. It's surprisingly long, man. It was like a two-disc game on GameCube. Okay, yeah. so how many hours do you think it would take to complete? Like if I'm if I'm just pushing through, not doing any collectibles or anything, just going through. So you said you finished the village, right? So like, what was the last like? I don't I don't know how you would recognize a boss, but like, what was the big like last? Boss. Boss. Okay, boss. okay. I, so you're still. I, just, I got. I, I literally got killed by all the villagers because I couldn't work out the controls. Oh god! Went back in, died again. And I was just like, nope, back to Pokemon. Okay, so you're like literally right at the beginning. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, 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 I literally booted it up. Followed the intro, got out the car, went, okay, this is kind of cool. And then I think I was going out or something as I was yeah. trying it out. So I went out and then just haven't picked it up again since. But I think it's actually, we'll go back. I think it's actually like 30 or 40 hours, I think. What? It's pretty long. Like, there's quite a lot That's of... there's like Very long for a Resident Evil game. Yeah, there's like quite... Uh, obviously, there's a lot of like side stuff you can do. Like, side content that you can probably ignore. I think if you mainlined it, you could probably maybe do it in like 10... 
12 Yeah, so I'm going to mainline it because I, I just want to go through the game and experience it. I don't care yeah. about 100% of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. If you just rush, you could probably do it in like, yeah, like 12 hours or something. There's like five major big areas, I think. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, but they're all because, pretty good. Um, so we've we've got village coming up, and I'm annoyed because I missed the demo last night. You know, you remember there was like a time. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The second part of it was last night, and it was the inside the castle part. Mm. And I'm a bit annoyed that I missed it, but it's coming for a third attempt um, soon on Stadia as well. So I might I might check it out on Stadia just to see how it plays. Oh wow! And and then I checked the price on Stadia, and I was like, okay, I'm not getting this. It's like seventy five pound. Oh fucking hell! What? Why? So expensive. I just guess... I, don't, I don't know. Like that that's the new price point for games, but. If um, so I'm reading, and, and we can probably talk about this later on, but I'm reading that the new price point for games is not doing well for AAA um, because they're not selling anywhere near as many as they expected to at this like £70 price point. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, honestly, I'm not surprised. I mean, I thought that was just like a Stadia kind of um, thing, but I guess if it's like, that's like what PS5 games and stuff are going yeah. for nowadays, then yeah. Well, that's yeah. the thing is PS5 is kind of leading the charge on that one, mm. um, which is, which is really bad, like... No, no one wants to be paying that much money for a game, and I think we've sort of lost our way with entertainment products now because people are like, well, if we paid, because I always think like only a few years ago we were paying forty quid for games, but that wasn't a few years ago. That was like maybe ten or twelve years ago. It was a while ago. Yeah. And I also look back to like when I was playing PlayStation One games, and we had this thing called the uh, the Platinum series. I think it was called Platinum. Yes. And it was like PlayStation One games that sold really well, and then they put them in like uh, they, they redid the box and put like a silver banner over the bottom of the box with the playstation logo on it yeah and they were 20 quid each you know i remember that being like okay this is a good price for games like i'll, I'll buy games for this price but recently um one of the guys from sony and i forget his name now but one of the big boys at sony was quoted as saying that um was it one of the big boys at sony or was it the guy from state of not state of decay um what's the motorbike days zombie gone. game days gone yeah so one of the developers from days gone i think one of the in fact it might have been the executive producer um, said, if you like games so much, you should buy them at full price when they first come out. And it's like, dude, no, <laughs> that's not, that's not, that's a terrible thing to say. Let me get the quote. Hang on. I'll, uh, I'll find it. Uh, Days Gone quote, developer quote, um, buy games full price. Let's see. This is me Googling. Here we go. Live, live Googling. Live Googling. It's all very exciting. Um, so the quote is, and it's from, who's it from? Uh, John Garvin, which is the Days Gone creative director. And he said, uh, are you one of those people who rarely, if ever, buy a game at full price, preferring instead to wait for discount events or, at, or its arrival on subscription service? It's a practice familiar to most of us, but one developer says that if you really love a game and want a sequel, you should, and I quote, buy it at fucking full price. That is an awful thing to say. Apparently, he said that all the people pirating uh, one of his games as well was money out of his pocket, which is also not how piracy works. Uh, a lot of people that pirate will go ahead and buy the game, so that's not a true story. But anyway, I'm going to whine about that forever. Um, I just found that like a really sad thing to hear from like a big-time developer, um, and it's quite telling that the problem might actually be the price is too high. Yeah. You know? I mean... Sony, maybe the price, maybe that's the problem. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I've, obviously I have a biased uh, viewpoint on this as a developer, but um, yeah, I mean seventy-five is a lot. It's a lot. It's it's a big ask. That is a lot it of money. Is. It's not. It's, yeah, 
So it's it's also a hot topic on a lot because I, I listen to a lot of other podcasts. Like my week is spent walking around listening to podcasts. And I'm not going to name any, but I, um, the ones I've been listening to, they're all talking about the same thing right now, mm. and it's that games are too expensive. As in to make or to buy? They're just too expensive to buy. Like for the consumer, they're not consumer friendly anymore. Mm. They're like they're premium plus products now, and the the it, it, we're at that point where the balance has gone too far. Do you remember the whole loot box fiasco when? Everyone was like charging for loot boxes, and then they were getting more expensive, and blah blah blah, and that all kind of fell apart like a bubble. Yeah, that's how I feel. Games pro- game pricing is right now. Like they've pushed the barrier a little bit too far. It's not working. The public are unhappy, and it's going to roll back. I think, but I mean, we'll see. Like this is just me being a conspiracy theorist. Mm. Uh, um, but yeah, so I've been playing um, a little bit of Resident Evil. Uh, played some Overwatch because I always do. Still playing Stardew Valley till my eyes fall out. Um, <laughs> and I've, so I borrowed um, Pokemon Shield off my friend because I want to get the other legendary. Because you know there's a, a legendary exclusive to each game. Yeah. I'm just blasting through Shield now. But the problem is, is because I'm like I really get into the breeding mechanics. I, d- I don't know how into Pokemon you are, even if at all. Um, there's uh, like really. Go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, I'm not super into Pokemon, but I know how the breeding mechanics and stuff like that work. But yeah. yeah, so it's it's like effectively like um, if you were selling like dogs, yeah. you pick you pick the right traits out and you reject the wrong traits. Your That's pretty and much your IVs, right? Um, yeah, yeah, like um, you, you. So I'm doing all mine with like max IVs and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and I get really into the breeding, but the problem is, is that I was only planning to just blast through the game to get the legendary, mm. and I'm already sitting here. But I'm actually playing while I'm talking because I'm doing something that's really mindless with the, the Switch, which is just running backwards and forwards and hatching eggs. Oh, yeah. Because I'm already trying to get like the, the, the best team to smash through the game. And I'm like, oh, I can smash through the game in 20 hours, but it's taken me 10 or 15 hours to breed the Pokemon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I get really into that. And I, I, like, I know it's a... Well, I don't think it is a kid's game. It's, it's a game that's kind of multi-generational now, but I'm way too old to be playing Pokemon. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know if I agree with that statement. I think it's fine, okay, man. Fair. If you want to enjoy, I feel like if you want to enjoy something, you can enjoy it at whatever age, you know. Like that's very true. Yeah, very very true. Um. So yes, yeah, so I've been playing. Except uh, for alcohol. Except alcohol. Yeah, you should enjoy that at the oldest possible age, and not. Please don't drink alcohol under eighteen. Yeah. Um. I don't know what I'm saying here. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's what I've been playing. Uh, watching Stranger Things. I'm at the end of season th- two. Um, it's as good now as it was when I first started watching it many, many years back. Not many, many years back, but many years back. Um, and that's been about it. That's been my week. Like, just been busy with my new job, um, getting to do some, like, development stuff, which is kind of cool. Oh, cool. Um, obviously I can't talk about it because it's all under very strict NDAs. Um, but yeah, so that's been fun. Um, but most of my week has just been taken up either going to the gym, playing video games, or working. So I've become a normal human again. There you go. Which is kind of cool, uh, but yeah, that's that's me this week. So, um, yeah. Dream World, yes, Dream World. Okay, so um, Clark, Clark was, I guess, in this case, kind of a prophet. In that, uh, a few weeks ago, we discussed this on the podcast where he was looking through uh, Kickstarter and he noticed this Dream World project. And he was like, "That's a scam! That's a scam!" And um, now it's coming out, and that there is uh, more damning evidence uh, against these uh, two guys who are running this Dreamworld project. And that, yes, he, they are trying to scam people out of their money. Um, yeah. Or like, are they? Oh, I mean. Or are they? Do you. Well. Um, you gone. 
So this is the big part, isn't it? This is the the weird part of the whole thing. Is uh, so for for people who are listening who may not be up to date on what Dreamworld is, it's an MMO uh, concept. It's not a game um, that has been pushed out by these two effectively morons that are trying to convince the world that they can do everything that companies like Blizzard and the people that made uh, so Swotor, so EA, uh, all these other big companies that have made these massive MMOs, Square Enix and Final Fantasy. Um, have not been able to solve and these are companies that are like multi-billion dollar industries that have like millions of people working or not millions thousands of people working on these games every day for for many years and these two idiots think that on a budget of like forty thousand dollars i think it was thirty or forty thousand dollars i think they reached 50 but yeah whichever like it's not a hundred million (laughs) dollars yeah um, they think that they can build this uh, like flawless game with millions of people all standing in the same spot at the same time in the same world, um, like all unique, all customized content, CG generated so it goes on forever, and all this stuff. And it's it's just utter nonsense. These two people have clearly ne- never been involved with game development in any way, shape, or form because it's it's just ludicrous what they're suggesting. Yeah, and they stepped forward and they did this um this this video to launch their kickstarter and the guy tried to lead the video with a load of um like feeling sorry for him by saying that his girlfriend left him while he was working on the project in the middle of covid blah 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 um and that that i thought was about as stupid it was as it was going to get because the whole thing is wrapped in like a pyramid scheme and a ponzi scheme and whatever like, it, like it's 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 a scam through and through um but then the the ex-fiance pops up and makes a video about it, and I was crying watching this. I was laughing so much. Um, she's clearly not a gamer, so so to preface, she's very honest about the fact that she's not a gamer. She clearly isn't one, and she doesn't know much about the games industry. So she's coming at it from her point of view, not as someone that knows anything about games. So she actually ends the thing with quite a surprising comment, but I'll get to that in a minute. Sorry, I'm, I'm aware I'm talking quite a lot, Ollie, but... No, 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 please. You, I think you're more aware of this subject than I am. I've uh, watched a, f- a couple of videos, but yeah. I feel like I'm invested in what this is now. Like, like This I, is your I, Netflix. I love it. Yeah. This is, this is my Netflix. Like, I'm in love with this. Yeah. Uh, just because of literally just how bad it is. Um, so she comes in and she makes this statement and she's like, okay, so I'm the ex-fiance. Uh, we didn't break up because of the project. We broke up because we just, we, we didn't work effectively. Um, we were a bad couple. He moved in with me in the middle of COVID. One thing led to another and it just, we realized that we were just horribly incompatible, which is quite a fair point to say. Mm-hmm. Um, she wasn't being hateful of him. She wasn't being mean. Um, she just was very honest about the fact that they broke up. Sounds very adult. Yeah. And I was, I was like, okay, this actually sounds like a pretty level-headed person. But in the back of my mind, I was always like... You can't be level-headed if you're dating that guy, mm. like because I mean he's obviously he's he's from another planet. Um, so so she goes on to talk and she says like um, uh, so he he's been his experience because because one of the big questions that people keep asking on the Discord is um, what's your experience in games because he mentions yeah. he's got ten years working in games and he never tells people what it is. Turns out that experience is he's written stories for games that don't exist. He's just been sitting at home writing stories. That's it. That there's no further step to that part. He's just been writing stories. Probably not very good ones as well, but I can't comment on that. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess they're probably not very good. Uh, so that's his experience in, in games. So already that shows you that he's kind of like full of it. Hmm. Um, and she then goes on, and this is this is where it gets a bit weird now because she then goes on to say, like, I genuinely think that he believes what he's doing is possible, and he believes in his his project and. I think we will be playing this game in five or ten years. And that's where I was like, whoa, okay, no, we're not. Whoa. If Star Citizen didn't make it, you're not going to make it. Uh, Star Citizen, by the way, still not out. It's mm-hmm. uh, It's been, what, ten years? 
that game? I Eight, ten years in development? Know, man. It's been still not out, long, not available. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so her not being in the game industry obviously doesn't understand how game design works, and it's ludicrous, the idea that, that they're going to get this game and play it. But yeah, she, she said that he genuinely thinks that what he's doing is real, and that's where I was then like, my scam alarms were going off again, and I was like, maybe she's involved? Mm. Like, this could be like a group cash grab. Because they could actually make a ton of money out of this and just run away with it. No problem. Um, but just the fact that she's popped up and made a statement about it, it just really adds to the fact that this is one of the most enjoyable things throughout the whole of lockdown I've got to experience and witness. Yeah. Um, so you watched the video, didn't you, Ollie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, I forgot what the name of the YouTuber is, but there's a YouTuber who's basically documenting the process. And he joined the Discord and like was asking questions, being like, hey, what's your video game? game? Game dev experience, and then yeah, getting banned, then also finding out that the moderators of their Dreamworld Discord are like unpaid, underage, uh, just you know. Yes, well, oh, well remembered. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yes, the, the unpaid uh, uh, moderators. Uh, go ahead. Sorry, I, I completely forgot about that part. Yeah, <laughs> that it's just two two kids who they just um, well, in quotation marks, hired uh, to effectively be their moderators for this Discord, and. Um, you know, that this content creator was banned because, and then asked, you know, didn't do anything inflammatory, just asked a simple question, being like, hey, you know, what is your game development experience kind of thing? And um, then he got banned off the Discord, and the reasons the moderator gave was that his, the YouTube videos he was making were, what was it, um, you know, derogatory, or that they basically, yep. you know, like, sullying the name of the game, like Dreamworld or whatever, and it's like, well... It's a very respectable brand, like... Uh, it's, yes, it's, of course, yes, the Dreamworld yeah. brand, yes, you know. <laughs> D-dubs, D-W, this is it. Um, but yeah, uh, it's also, it's just, it just sounds like a whole, but it's just very sus, right? It's just very suspicious, all of it. Uh, the thing is to me, it's not even, like you say suspicious, and I understand what you're, what you're alluding to, but I don't even think it's suspicious. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so glaringly, obviously a scam. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that confuses me, like how do you get that deep into that? As in... As as a, as someone who falls for the scam, or someone, or like the actual p- people I'm doing running the scam. It. Like, like if, if you're uh, trying to run a scam, you must have at least a baseline of intelligence to know how to scam people, and yeah. that is not the way. <laughs> hey man, it requires. I mean, like the level of intelligence it takes to scam people is. I mean, and the amount of effort and time invested is less than actually making a MMO. Right. We can always say where there's a scam, there's a reason. Because yeah. if, if if you're getting phone calls from like um, scam callers and stuff. One person is is uh, falling for it. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, they wouldn't waste their time doing it. But uh, but yeah, so that's Dream World. Um, please check it out. Do not donate to it. Please don't donate to we it. Should, we should find the name of that YouTuber who's making the videos. On Reach out to him and have a chat to him. Hold on. I'll, I mean, the podcast. No, I just I just want to plug his channel because he's been talking about. Oh, Kira TV. That's his name. Yeah. So Kira TV. Making... We'll add it in the description as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can have a yeah. look at those videos because I think they're they're pretty uh, interesting. Uh, good, good in yeah, and there's other YouTubers. I mean, if you just go on YouTube and you just type in Dream World, you'll see uh, you, you'll see there's a lot of video yeah. people picking up on the fact that this is a scam now. So uh, just a heads up as well. <laughs> I might have spotted another one. <laughs> oh really? Uh, yeah, but nothing. Yeah, I'm still. It's very early days, but I, I spotted it and I was like, ooh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> seems God, interesting. Is just you know, I love it. I feel like I found a new business or something like fotting, fotting, spotting scam skip. Spotting scam Kickstarter. Jesus, that's a difficult thing to say. Spotting scam Kickstarters. That's a tongue twister. There you go. Uh, so that's Podcast my new thing title now. right there. 
but next week um, we'll uh, we'll report back on whether my new discovery is something as fun to watch as Dreamworld. Yeah, I mean, are, um, you, are you now discovering or inventing the new meta of you start a Kickstarter campaign as a scam, but you're actually just creating that so you can create YouTube content on a separate channel, which is then farming views talking about the scam. It's the new genre. We discovered it. it. Yeah. Mm. You know. So yeah. The new AR. This is it. This is like the next level of ARGs. This is it. <laughs> God. Actually working on one of those at the moment, but I can't say anything about that. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> working in the games industry is so fun. Um, right. So. Speaking of things that uh, have gone backwards, not at all. Like this is just a weird segue for me to get onto the next point. Um, PS3 and Vita has been reversed. The oh, yeah. decision to remove it from the stores. Uh, have you have you read much about this? Yeah, so I read I read about it, and that basically that um, there was a ma- there was a huge like backlash right against the PS3 well, yeah. and the PS3 store, and that basically PlayStation were like, okay, well you know we hear you guys will reverse the decision and now try and like redo the infrastructure or they said or something along those lines right where they're gonna and they're basically gonna maintain the old games so that they're still available for people to play and download and buy right yes yep yep so effectively they're just leaving the store is what they're doing they're just going to probably put it into a different hosting location um but it looks like from a player standpoint nothing's going to change it's just going to be there available and usable so which is which is great just to get this out of the way Take, so I can take off the conspiracy hat because we were just talking about Dreamworld. How much of this do you think was a strategy by Sony to basically just see how much people cared? I would say most of it. Yeah. Uh, if I'm if I'm fully honest, I think most of it was a strategy. Um, I'm very distrustful of marketing in general, um, obviously because <laughs> of my job. Um, and I, I just everything makes me suspicious now. Mm. Um, and I don't think that this was an entirely uh, like a mistake. So if if you look at Sony's situation at the moment, they're, they're getting a lot of bad press about the fact that the PS5 is getting um, negative reviews because it's breaking, like the hardware's damaged or broken. They've now been sucked into the, the Joy-Con uh, drift world as well because it's the same controller manufacturers. Oh, really? The, the people that manufacture that specific part are the same manufacturers for pretty much all Joy-Con, uh, Joypad, Joypads? Controllers? Controllers is the word I'm looking for, uh, which includes Switch, Xbox, PS4, PS5, uh, and loads of others, and now some people are reporting drift on the PS5. Um, and then also the console struggles to start up sometimes, sometimes it blue screens, which is not what you'd expect from a brand new premium console. Yeah. So, so I think that they've seen the negative press that the PS5 is getting and just tried to shunt away by doing this Vita thing as a test to see whether people are still interested in buying Vita games, but also to kind of draw the attention away from what's going on with the absolute mess that is the PS5 launch. Oh, because... I see. You know, you still can't buy a PS5. <laughs> yeah. So two-pronged attack, basically. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't think it's... I'm not being a conspiracy theorist and saying that they did this entirely to do that. I just think that may have been a consideration when they were making the decision to tear the store down. Mm. Mm. Uh, but I'm, I, So the positive side is I'm glad to see that they've reversed the decision. Um, removing games from stores is a bad thing. Um, some of them can never be recovered again, and the only way to then actually play them is through illegal means like piracy, unless you're lucky enough to have a friend that's like collected them. So I've got a couple of friends at the moment to call them out um, who took me to a car boot sale on Sunday, yesterday, mm. um, to hunt for games, because they're now collecting like GameCube games and um, like PlayStation 2 games and stuff, because they've, they've bought brand new, or not brand new, but they've bought like mint condition GameCubes and Xboxes and whatever, and now they're collecting all the old peripherals and stuff so they can play them in their original format, which That's I think is really cool. cool. That's very cool, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, as an old gamer, like, it's nice to see. I'm like, oh, 
Look at them enjoying themselves. Mm. Kids yeah. play while I make make dinner. Um, <laughs> so I've been enjoying watching that unfold, and that's been kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm glad to see that we're that there is a conversation that's quite loud about the fact that gamers just want to play games. Yes, like you know, we don't want to get lost in all the noise and the nonsense. We just want to play video games, and if you take away our option to do that for no other reason than you're going to be losing a, I mean, I can't imagine those servers must cost that much a month to run. I mean, what what do you think? What so ballpark figure? What do you think the pricing structure is for those servers? Give me an idea. Just it, shot in the dark. I know it's a random question. God, I mean, it's at least like in the thousands. Yeah, uh, it must be in the thousands per yeah, month. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like this is it. It's more like do the sales and the things that they get outweigh the cost of you know that stuff per month. Putting on my yeah. business hat, right? You know, this is what the business people. This is where the decision comes from. Where business people's decision comes from. It's that like. Yeah. Are they making a loss by upkeeping these servers? Um, because, you know, if you think about all the... Di- it's not just like, oh, I pay for these servers and I pay to keep them online. It's like, you know, you have to pay for the storage space, to f- like where you keep them, and also exactly. like security, backups, all these other things, like having engineers who are on call in case things go down. You know, like... There's, there's a- it's, it's not like fifteen ninety nine a month for server rental. It's... No, it's, it's, it's way more money. than that. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's like a... Non-trivial sum, right? As f- f- especially if you're a big company and you're like providing a huge service, right? Which is also supposed to be worldwide. Uh, so yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, like you know, they'll probably go through like AWS and Amazon Web Services and all these other things. You know. Yeah. I'm. I'm not. I'm not a server developer, unfortunately. I'm not like super knowledgeable on. You never will be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not super knowledgeable on um how much it costs to keep, like upkeep a server and all these other things. But you know, as a ballpark random figure from my limited technical knowledge. Uh, but yeah. It's it's yeah. interesting, but I'm I'm glad to see that Sony, if if it is like true i'm glad to see that they've turned around on that decision yeah for sure uh, yeah because i'm never happy to see when they start pulling things from stores and getting aggressive with that kind of thing so i'm happy there like, that that's good news for me yeah man um but yeah um i guess we could move on to the next point which is one that's quite sad to me because mm. um obviously this game was a game that i launched and worked on forever and and that's that jeff kaplan is uh, leaving blizzard yeah. So, I mean, you know who that you you know Overwatch. You know the whole thing, don't you? Like, yeah, I'm, Jeff. I'm just... Jeff from the Overwatch team. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Like Papa Jeff, re- referred yes. to quite lovingly as Papa Jeff. Um, Mess with very... Jeff. Prepare for death. You know. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Like it, the the uh, a center of memes. So to give you some history on Jeff, um, he was originally called. Uh, so he, he's his name when he posts on the forums is Tigol. T i g o l e. Tigol. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that name mean anything to you? Uh, I know that he used to. I just know from the story of Jeff Kaplan, he used to post a lot of. I forget what game it was for, but it was pretty like. Uh, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, aggressive, aggressive posts. Oh, I would say offensive. Offensive. offensive okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Offensive. Yeah. Yeah. Posts uh, about what game was it on? I forget. Uh, he was playing on. The, the, so he joined on World of Warcraft, and I think Diablo is okay. how he joined. Uh, he was a quest designer or something, and he wasn't just offensive. So his name wasn't Tigol; it was Tigol Biddies, which, <laughs> <laughs> which, which I love the fact that he's one of the most recognisable faces in gaming at the top of one of the most well-known companies on the planet, and that was his server, like his uh, forum name. Mm-hmm. 
Um, obviously, as soon as he got into Overwatch, literally the day he got into Overwatch, they erased that and scrubbed all of the information off Google to try and get rid of that. But obviously, the players kept hold of it and made a Wikipedia. Um, and yeah, so Tiggle Biddies was uh, was his name. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that we got to watch them try to erase that. And then the, the, the nerds were like, nope. 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 Nope, Can't nope, do nope, that. nope, nope, nope. It's not how the nope. internet works. Yes, we're not playing that game. Um, so yeah, that was a whole thing. Um, and it's just sad to see that like he's the last remaining really big face at Blizzard. I think. I mean, there there is still a guy called uh, J. Allen Brack who. So to give some history on me, very briefly, I'm not going to go into my history because I talk about what I used to do quite a lot, and I'm aware of that. Um, I worked at Blizzard for 10, 10 11 years. Uh, no, ten years. I was there for. Um, and while I was there, Mike Morheim was the president. Uh, we hadn't been bought out by Activision yet. Um, obviously, we we got bought out by Activision while I was there. Um, and we watched as these dudes kind of rose up through the ranks. Some of them started like at the same level as I was, like senior game master level and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all rose up and became the kings of the company. And it was great to be part of this like hyper-passionate, hyper-nerdy company that actually genuinely did feel like a family. And I know it's super cheesy to say because every corporation wants to feel like a family, but this one did. Uh, like, and I was super proud to be part of this monolith of gaming. I mean, you, you probably remember watching World of Warcraft just explode. Oh, yeah, of course, right? Yeah, and, and I got to be part of that, like, right in the middle of it, just enjoying that happen, mm. which, which you know, I, I was proud to be in the middle of all that, which which was good. Um, and then over the years, as Activision kind of got their, their fingers into uh, Blizzard's operations, because I remember when Activision bought us, uh, they, they bought us away from a company called Vivendi, um, which is a French-owned company. Yeah. Um, when they bought us, they were like, no, we're not going to get involved with you or anything, but we're also getting this other company called King. And at this time, the only thing we knew about King was that they made Candy Crush, and Candy Crush was like the anti-gamer place to be. So, and that's not at all reflective of what's going on in the world now, but this is back when Activision was acquiring both companies. Mm -hmm. Um, We were like, oh, no, we don't want to merge with King. Like, they suck. Like, it's not fair. And now we're going to have Candy Crush and World of Warcraft and stuff because we were idiot nerds that didn't know anything else about the world. Uh, We didn't realize the business impact or whatever. We were just thinking that suddenly World of Warcraft was going to go free to play. It was going to be a match three game and it was going to be on mobile. Mm -hmm. Obviously didn't happen. Um, So through the years, we kind of watched as Activision got their fingers deeper down and and the big names started to leave. So Mike Morheim left, uh, Chris Metzen left. um, God, what's his name? Ben Brode left, and they all yeah. went to make their own little side companies. They all formed these little companies, and Mike has formed this bigger company called Dreamhaven. Not Dreamworld, Dreamhaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like now he's collecting all those companies back together and just effectively rebuilding Blizzard away from Blizzard. Yes. Which is kind of cool to see. And But the only one, the only two left are JL and Brack, which is one of the big boys, and Kaplan. Mm-hmm. And I've honestly just been waiting for the announcement that Kaplan's been leaving because he must feel so bad being the last one in that company, just being crushed by the the want to make more money out of this game. Because they built this game to make a great game, mm. and it obviously became this worldwide phenomenon and made a ton of money, much like Call of Duty did and World of Warcraft did. And I just I can't imagine what, what it must feel like to just watch your thing just get destroyed like that. Like, I, I don't know how much you've followed of this or know of this at all. Yeah, well, I know, obviously, like the decisions regarding Overwatch have been more and more like you know related to making it go free to play and trying to charge players for more money and basically money you know it's all money oriented rather than just like you know trying to make a good like a, a good game like so and i know i've read some posts where basically people were i don't know if this is true but basically saying like jeff kaplan was one of the last people to kind of like you know fight against it essentially as the game director exactly true yeah yep. yeah yeah so it's, it's true 
Yeah, so so it will be interesting now that he's leaving, and it's you know it's sad because obviously he was a like you said community figurehead, you know all the memes about him, he was great, um, and you know the way that he presented stuff on the stage at BlizzCon and stuff like that, I thought was really cool, and now you know he's uh he's gone, so I mean we'll see what happens with Activision and Blizzard and their decisions on how you know I'm I'm very interested to see what Overwatch Two will be like, right? Because they have well, a big so... brand. But, yeah. You know, yeah. So my theory is is that they've looked at Overwatch and they've realised that that game could work on the Call of Duty model, mm. where you release a new one every year, like uh, with new content and stuff. It's the same basic game, just in a different set of missions in a different world, and then everyone goes back to the multiplayer, which is pretty much how Call of Duty works. Yeah. And I feel like that they've been trying to push that for a while, and Jeff was probably like the last bastion of defence against that. Mm. It's the same way that Mike Morheim was the last bastion of defence for StarCraft Two. And as soon as Mike dropped out the company, StarCraft 2 dropped out the company as well. Yeah. And it's it's interesting to watch a company of that size maneuver around these like big names. Yeah. Because losing a name like Jeff Kaplan, and also they lost Michael Chu recently, who is the, the lead story writer, and he's a much-loved face of, of, uh, of Overwatch. Mm. I just I feel like they've lost too many people, and I don't think that, that company, specifically Blizzard, has its identity anymore. Mm. Which is a shame, because it's a company that's very close to my heart. Um, I worked very, very hard to do the stuff that I did in that company. Uh, and it's just sad to see it, but I'm also really hopeful that Jeff's going to pop up in another company doing something even more amazing. Because yeah. he's a lovely guy, but I remember when he, he was younger and uh, the forum posting community dude that he was, he's a bit of a douche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we all were. I mean, I, I, in my 20s, I was a terrible person. I would never like to interact with my 20s version of me ever again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was gonna say that. No, I think that's fair. Um, I guess for me, like, I guess as someone who played a lot of Blizzard games, or is it not? You know, I didn't. I, I guess I say I played a lot of Blizzard games. I played StarCraft a lot. You know, I played. I played <laughs> I a lot of StarCraft. Enough. Yeah, I played a lot. A lot. A lot of StarCraft and some WarCraft three. And you know, I didn't play World of WarCraft, but um, you know, and then playing StarCraft two and. Um, Overwatch, you know, when it came out, and Hearthstone. Oh god, I played so much Hearthstone. Like it's 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 kind of weird to see. It, yeah, it's kind it's kind of weird to see where Blizzard has is now, right, in the gaming, uh, eco like you know landscape, right. That there used to be this like, you know, big Goliath with like a huge fan base of all these like really loyal fans and all these other stuff, and now it just feels like you know just kind of you know everyone used to be like blizzard is like the 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 icon for game development right so, you know this is this is these these are the guys who every company wants to be if you but it was the mean. milestone well not the milestone it was like the, the, the measuring tape it, yeah, yeah the, 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 thank you the benchmark it, it was the one and i know i worked for it so i obviously felt a little bit big-headed while i was there yeah uh, i mean you in a way worked there as well so <laughs> i mean yeah like tangentially yeah, we, we, but yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We've, i mean we've both been, i mean because i moved to king as well so i've mm. worked there too uh, and with respect to King, like I, they did a great thing for me that I really enjoyed my time there, but it wasn't for me. Mm. Um, but it, it was this company that was just this monolith. Like it stood head and shoulders above every other company. I always remember like we were compared often to EA and Ubisoft because they were the two big boys at the time. Yeah. Um, and it was always like watching Ubisoft just continually disappointed fans and watching EA just continually get greedier and greedier and greedier and we were just sitting there like we've got all the nerds like they love us um and it it was nice but it was also really sad to watch it all kind of fall apart and and in the last few years blizzard has really like it's it's not just fallen down a few steps on the ladder it's fallen off a mountain 
Yeah. Right, it's it's really dropped hard and it's it's sad to see. Like so myself and a couple of other ex employees, we've we've got a couple of group chats that we stay a part of because we like to stay in touch because it was a, a really nice experience working with these people. And just reading some of their stories of like how they're kind of going through the, the redundancies or being um like forced to leave France because obviously the French office is closing down. Yeah. And it just seems so sad because that was like a golden age for me. And it it does feel really sad to kind of see these people get like such a bad experience at the end of what was the probably the best years of my life. But you know, times change, things move on, and Jeff moves on as well. Yeah. So um, but yeah, that was Jeff leaving uh, Blizzard, which is a shame to see. But hopefully, we're going to see him turn up and do something absolutely amazing next. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like you yeah. said, if these these smaller sort of like Blizzard. Uh, X Blizzard people are making their smaller companies and making smaller projects, and I'll be really interested to see what they come out with. But also that you know, like you know, trying to be more optimistic about it, like maybe you know, like we'll see what happens with Blizzard, and you know, if if the, the, the there will be like a new generation of people who who can sort of like uh, you know maybe make some new games it. and you know relaunch things, or you know make some new franchises, new IPs. You know, we'll we'll see. Who knows, right? Yeah. You know. Well, the way I look at it is, is you, you remember when they bought Bungie? Yeah. And they, they pulled them in and we didn't see a single Halo game come out of that. They bought Bungie, made Destiny 2. It was great and then it wasn't great. Uh, so they let Bungie go. And then Bungie are now sort of finding refining their feet again now. Yeah. And sure. they've managed to make, turn Destiny 2 into a very... I mean, it's way too complex for me because mm-hmm. I'm way too far behind on that game to catch up. But that game in its current state is amazing to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've done a really good job. They've they've sort of re-entered the industry, and now they're starting to become a name in the industry again. Yeah. Because uh, I reckon there would have been a, a gap of about five or six years where people wouldn't even have a clue who Bungie were. Because mm. obviously they were big for Halo. Yeah. That yeah. was their, you know, that, that, that was their thing. Um, and now they're back on Destiny, but I don't think it's going to be too long before we see a new, like a new franchise from Bungie, and they actually try again. Yeah. It'd be interesting um, to see what they're working on. Yeah. Um, but so in other news this week, uh, Hades winning more awards left, right, and center. Of course, of course. It won Game of the Year at the Dice Game Awards. Um, I know you were big into Hades. I remember yeah, Hades is great. Yeah. Still haven't played it very much. Like, I played it a little bit. Um, I just found it too difficult. Like, <sighs> yeah. am I crap at games? <laughs> no, man. I think, well, I mean, Hades is designed to be difficult, right? Like, like most roguelikes, but I think the way that it's designed in terms of, like, you know, you start off pretty weak, but then you get stronger as you, like, unlock more things. Like, you know, unlike other roguelikes where, like, most of the time it's just from your own, you know, pure skill and determination to, like, get better at the game. Like, this, like, Hades does help you a lot in terms of, like, it's, like, you know, what you unlock. And the other thing, the main reason why Hades does so well with the roguelike genre is that it keeps the story fresh by, like, giving you that. And that's the one of the big motivators for a lot of people. Like, you know, seeing the characters and the story and how the world develops as you keep replaying essentially the same like dungeons over and over again but yeah i think it's a expertly crafted game and obviously deserve you know well deserving of a lot of these rewards uh, yeah for awards, sure yeah so mm. yeah i mean i'd say give it a try if you if you got some games especially now and especially that it's on switch like i think it's a great like you know like sit on the tube kind of game like while you're traveling um yeah like 100 percent yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad to see it's winning, winning more awards. And it's again, it's another message to the, the bigger games companies that these smaller indie titles can absolutely smash it and they can smash it hard. Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. Like, um, you know, as much as we've been talking about, you know, AAA and all these big companies and big games and £75 price tags and all these other stuff, you know, like, I mean, I've, you, if you've listened to the podcast enough, you probably know, like, I'm a huge fan and proponent, like, you know, 
uh, advocate for indie games and yeah, smaller Dreamhaven. companies. Dreamworld, sorry. Yeah, like Dreamworld, yeah. you know, the greatest yep. indie game of our time. You don't know, but <laughs> for real though, as in like you know the the real indie game developers or like you know the people who are actually who are actually you know these smaller teams that are creating these smaller games uh, that you know are well for me personally you know focusing on the more the things that I find fascinating in games where it's like interesting mechanics or interesting stories or like you know the the kind of more left field things in games which i think is great you know so i think i hope you know hope and i mean indie games are still pretty they're pretty big right you know like there's a lot of indie games that get published like you know get popular through youtubers and these other things you know um and they're kind of like i guess kind of like a staple now i guess of like of just like the gaming industry you know like you know there's not just like triple a and then like indie games will be there in the corner kind of like making like you know a few bucks here and there like now i think they are making a consider you know a, a non-trivial amount of money i've said non-trivial so many times you know uh but i th and i think that's great like i think i think there is room for for these smaller sort of companies to grow and make like really cool projects that like appeal to like niche audiences and i think that's great so yeah, we need more of that like, yeah way more of that it's like so good for diversity and you know trying out new things uh oh, so yeah that just reminded me i uh, and uh, on the subject of what we were playing this week, I completely forgot I went back and played Thomas Was Alone again. Oh, yeah. You know, you, did, did I tell you to play that game before, or have you played that? I've played it, but yeah. And, yeah, okay, so you completed it. Uh, yes, but I don't remember the ending, but I did complete it. Well, I mean, there's no spoilers, because it's... The whole game is a spoiler to talk about it, effectively, because it's, it's not the game that you think it is. Yeah. Um, went back and played it recently. Three hours, four hours. Yeah. Beautiful. Like, really, really enjoyed it. Um, listening to Daddy Wallace do his um, his his like his voiceover work, incredible. Um, the way the story is pre presented, because all the way through you are still just a series of little blocks. Yeah. But you get emotions for them. You get attached to them. Like it's it's so good. Uh, yeah. I, I just wanted to say because you were talking about indie developers, like uh, Mike Bithell is is one that I tend to annoy quite a lot on Twitter because I'm a big fan of his. Uh, he went on to make another game called Volume, which wasn't particularly well received. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was okay, but it didn't have anywhere near the impact that Thomas Was Alone did. Yeah. And I think he's currently working on another game right now. Yeah, man. Like... Um, but yeah, there you go. Another indie developer that's, that smashed it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, if you're not a fan of paying £75 for these uh, big AAA titles... Uh, yeah, go go to your local Steam store, go to your local Nintendo eShop, go to your local PS, you know, whatever, PlayStation store. Go check out the indie game section, go buy some indie games, support some smaller developers, play some cool games, or just, you know, consume the content. Watch. There is another way as well. The the Epic Game Store yes. um, does regular, like uh, not daily, but like every other day or so. Yeah. Uh, they give away a couple of games, and most of the time they're amazing. Did, did you try that game out I recommended last week? The oh, no, I completely forgot. The yeah. world next door. No, the world next door. Oh, I played a bit more of it. It's so good. Yeah. Like, I, I'm so impressed by again free game. Came out of nowhere. Wasn't expecting it. Turned it on for five minutes. I've, I've played that for quite a bit as well, and I'm really enjoying that too. Yeah, man. Um, it's been a good week for gaming for me. <laughs> yeah. Trying out all these different games and stuff. It's yeah. great. Yeah. So proud of me. <laughs> I'm, I'm very proud of you. Always, always, Clark. I'm always proud of you. Good, because I'm a big strong boy. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of a game, Ollie. You've got 20 questions. Can you name it? Oh, boy. Here we go. Okay. Right in. Just going right into it. All right. You know, eventually, I'm going to get really... We're just both going to get really good at this. You know, if we just keep doing it every week. Um, okay. No, that is... <laughs> it's not a question. All right. So, uh, is did the game come out before the year 2000? Yes. Okay. 
Uh, is it part of the PS1 era of games? No. Uh, is it part of the SNES era of games? I think it was, yes. Okay, cool. So, it's going to be like 1980s. Let me just double check, but you can carry on. Let me Google it. Yeah. Um, You carry on. Keep asking questions. Is it a Western game? I think so, yes. Okay. Uh, Was it on the SNES? Should have asked that, probably. Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I don't think it was. Uh, No, I I don't think it was on the SNES. If it if it was, I didn't see it. Okay, so you didn't see it. Okay, I'm gonna. Put... No, it wasn't on the snares. It was not on the snares. Not on the snares. Interesting. Not it... on the snares. No, in fact, it was not on the snares. <laughs> what other consoles were out around? Okay, so I guess is it on the Sega Mega Drive? No. Oh god, I think feel like I'm missing a console in my like snares era of consoles. Uh. Hmm. Jeez. Although, uh, to be honest, you'd be forgiven for thinking it was on the SNES, because it looks like a SNESy-type game. Is it an arcade game? No, don't think so. Okay. Hmm. I- I'll be honest, it's quite a tricky one. Yeah, this sounds like quite a tricky one. So it's Western, it, it's one, it's one that you will know, and it's one that most listeners will know as well, but it's quite a tricky one. Okay. Um. So not an arcade game. Western... Sort of SNES era, but not on the SNES. So, it's so, and you said it's got like SNES like graphics. So, yeah. Was it on the PC? Yes. Okay. There we go. Uh, was it an adventure game, or like a you know like a point and click adventure game? Yeah. Okay. Uh, was so that, you? You definitely know my favorite type of game from back then. Yeah. So was <laughs> was was it uh was it a I've real lost type? How many questions are at? Uh, I I am I'm at eight, so this is the ninth question. Oh, okay, you can. Was then. it? Yeah, I've I've learnt my lesson. Uh, was it a uh like real time game? So not like turn based, like you know you're doing. You have to react to things. Uh, yeah, you have to be reactive. Okay. Cool. In fact, that was probably the core part of it. Is that it was quite active. The game was. Okay. Okay. Did you launch the game from a DOS terminal? I feel like that's actually uh, too old. Honestly, um, so there is a DOS version of the game. Oh, Looking okay. Looking wiki page now, there is a DOS version of the game. Okay, I'm going to take that. There's out. also an Apple II version of the game. I'm not going to count this as a question. I'm just going to give you a bonus. Okay. Wow, that's... Apple II. So, okay, so this is an old-ass game. Was it, um... Like... Uh... Was it a first-person game? No. Okay. Uh, did... Was it a platformer? Yes. Okay. Uh, did it involve swords? Yes. Okay. Was it Prince of Persia? It was Prince of Persia. Well done. Nice. All right. Got it. Well, you got there quick. <laughs> yeah. That's a good game. That's a really good game. Very good game. That old, that old school Prince of Persia game, like the original, fantastic game. I, I yeah. played, I played it recently. Like a, I mean, like a few years, like like a year ago or something. Like I just downloaded DOSBox. And uh, played, I played it. it last year. In fact, that's it. That's why it's in the back of my head because I played it last year. Yeah, it's a fantastic. It sort of sort of stands up as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a bit Obviously janky. Yeah. In t- it's a bit janky in terms of the timings, but like you know, I think it's still great. Like I'd recommend. That's it. a great game. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, there you go. Got it. Boom. Clean. Clean. Mm. Okay. Uh, I let's do it. Let's let's do one for you then. I'm thinking of a game. Uh, wait. Let me decide because I have two. I have two ready. Uh, I'm just need to decide which one I want to talk about. Um. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Let's go. Hey, eat back of the questions as well because I forgot last time. Yep. I will. Um. Is the game? Let's check out when it came out. Is the game before the PS4? Yes. Okay. That's is the game before the PlayStation 1? No. Is the game on PlayStation 2? No. Damn it. I'm running out of questions already. Like I'm I'm, I'm going in too hard on these like era ones. So PlayStation focused. Um is the game from the PlayStation era? Like PlayStation N64, Saturn, no. that kind of things. Okay, so is the game from the Xbox 360 era? Yes? Yes. Yes? God. I can't remember what came out alongside the Xbox 360. I think GameCube. No, 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 wait. No, because it was 360, Wii, and PS3, right? Am I remember that correctly? 360, Wii, and PS3. And PS3, yes, it was, yeah. Okay, yeah, so no, it's not in that era. Okay, so I'm, I'm assuming it's like... Is it newer than that era? No. Right, so... I'm kind of would... being mean, because... Okay, you, you asked if it was on PS2, and I said no, because it's not on PS2. So, but... But it's from the PS2 era? Yes. So that, that's the only era that's left? Yes, exactly. So, yeah. it's, either, so it's either PS2, Saturn, Dreamcast... Uh... GameCube era? Is that the GameCube era? That is the GameCube era, yeah. Okay. Uh, is it a platformer? No. Is it an FPS? No. That's eight questions. Is it two-dimensional? No. Just to clarify, it is the PS2 era. <laughs> like, so you asked if it was you asked if it was a PS2 game, and said no, and then you started asking about the errors. So, like, you didn't ask if it was in the PS2 era. So, yes. It... No, 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 you asked if it was... You just asked if it was on PS2. Oh, okay, alright. So it is in the PS2 era. Shut up, Holly, you don't know. <laughs> um... I'll, give, I'll give you a question back, to be fair. To be nice, to be nice. Um... So an eight. Hmm. Do you play as a human? Oof. Uh, yes, I guess, technically. Is it a fighting game? No, it is not a fighting game. I was going to go with Bloody Raw. That would have been an excellent, excellent one. Get, uh, what's it? Game. But no, it is not Bloody Raw. Uh, okay. I've run out of genres, I think. I've got like... So these aren't questions, by the way, but I've got driving. I've got uh, shooters. Not first person, but like gun games. I can't think of any of the type of game. Is it a driving game? Nope. Shit. Um, is it an adventure game? No. Mm. Is it iconic? Oof. I mean, I'd I'd like to say it was, but I don't think it's, it's not. Like, I don't think I I think I mean, it's one of those games where it's like if you know, you know. Like if you know, I mean, it was a good game. Yeah. To people who aren't weebs. <laughs> okay. No, no. No. It's not a weeb game. It's not a weeb okay, game. Okay. It's so it's a Western game. game. Yeah, yeah, it's a Western. Game. All right, I'm counting. That's a question. <laughs> All right, just check that one out. <laughs>
<laughs> You're a 12. Uh, right, okay. Is it known for its music? Oh, God. I mean, like, the game's not... <sighs> it's got great music. <laughs> I don't know if that counts. Yes? Mm. I'm going to go with yes. This is my opinion. Yeah, hell yeah. Dude. Okay. Is it Shadow Memories? <laughs> no, it is <laughs> no, not. No, 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 that's not the guess. That's not the guess. That's not the guess. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I can't think of anything else to ask. What are the genres of game of that? No, you just named named a bunch. I didn't name them all. There's none left. No, that's You're it. Wrong, You're... Oh, sorry. Oh, that's it. You just invented a genre. That's what you've done. Oh. Uh, can I get a clue? Um, to me towards the genre. I feel like I'm 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 not getting anywhere close to what the game is. It is a Nintendo game. Oh. Okay. That's it, a what, it's, it's big. Clip. So it, it, is it part of the Zelda series? No. Mm. Nintendo game on the PS2 era, so that would have been GameCube-ish. Oh shit. Okay. Never mind. I've actually done something wrong here, but we're going with this one. I was thinking. Anyway, let's. I'll talk about it afterwards. Let's go. Let's just finish this. This is the game I'm going with. Who is the game on the N64? No. I said it was Wait, the PS2 were... era. You... No, you said it was PS2 era. You didn't say it was PS2. Yeah, so it's PS2 era, but it's not PS2. N... PS2... N64 wasn't PS2 era. N64 was PS1 I still era. N64. <laughs> Is it on the GameCube? Yes. Okay. 15 questions. I was going to say Star Fox Adventures, but you've already said it's not an adventure game, so it can't be that. No. Um... Hmm. And it's it's a mainline Nintendo title. Is that a question? Mean, is it a mainline Nintendo? Like, is it one of their core franchises? Yes. Okay. Uh. Mm. Oh, my mind's just gone completely blank. Like, I I can't. What is the big Nintendo franchise? Arguably the biggest one. Mario. Yes, it's a Mario game. Oh, is it Mario Sunshine? No. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it is, you're wrong. <laughs> oh, cl- oh, well, there you go, Clark. You've overwritten my my answer. I have. Um, That's uh, how I play this game. It's a oh, different rule. God. I play by different rules. All right, 18 questions. You've got two more. Come on, man. Uh, so it's a Mario game. Is it Mario Kart Double Dash? No. Oh. Is it Mario Party? Oh, that's twenty. Oh, you got one no, more right. guess. You got one more guess. Uh, I've run out of Mario games, so it's not Mario Sunshine. What else was on the GameCube? Mm. Wasn't Galaxy because that was on Wii. Mm-hmm. What are the Mario games on the GameCube? Like Maybe. Super, super Mario, new Super Mario. No, cause that was Wii again. Got, you know, it's, uh... Paper Mario. Go, nope. Just gotta aim for the goalpost, the the goal, dude. Oh, it was Superstar Strikers, wasn't it? Yeah. Mario Strikers. Oh. Yeah, what a game, yeah. man! Oh, was, I didn't, was, I didn't I, win. I was actually, I, I was actually thinking of the Wii one, and then I realised that because I, I forgot the GameCube one existed. So I googled the I, I googled Super Mario Strikers, thinking it was the Wii one, but it's actually the GameCube one. I played the one on the Wii. Oh my god, that game was so good, dude. That game it was, was a good game. It was like, so good. It's surprising, like, because like Mario Tennis was good, Mario Golf was good. All their sports games have been good until they came out on the Switch. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, Mario Tennis. Oh, all the all the Mario games, dude. All the Mario. Have, have like, you played? Games. Have you played the Switch ones? 
Uh, I played Mario Tennis on Switch because we had that. We had like a tournament in the office uh, for it, and that was you know it was fun. I don't think I'd buy it, but like you know playing playing it with friends in the office was really nice. But uh, yeah, they're, they're just not that fun. I think they've they've lost. But anyway, we could go on. Yeah. But that was a good one. Well done. Thank you. Um, there you go. One zero to one one zero to me. There you go. I'm keeping score well, now. No, I wouldn't say one nil. <laughs> I'm keeping score now, Clark. This is it. Well, I got I got I got score. I got your your twenty questions handily. You know, no. I mean, you're gonna start asking me really awkward Sony, yeah, well, Sony, Sony, Sony titles look, now. Look at my PlayStation ones again. Yeah. <laughs> Which there are many behind me. Please God, no. <laughs> um, All right. But yeah, do you want to sign us out, Ollie? Because that's been some fun. Also, um, just before we go, uh, a little tease. Next week, we've got a special guest joining us from the US. Oh, yes. Uh, he's uh, he's working in game development for a big company. Um, and we're really looking forward to having him on the show. So it's going to be cool. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, so I guess as part of our outro, uh, thank you everybody for listening to episode 30 of the uh, Sunfire Tavern. Uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter uh, at Sunfire Tavern. And you can email us. Uh, and the email address is sunfiretavern at gmail.com. You can listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, SpoundCloud, uh, you know, Google Podcasts and iTunes. And um, yeah, that's going to be, be, be that's, that's all we have for today's episode. Clark, you got anything you to okay? finish on? Are you doing okay? Um, I'm <laughs> holding up. I'm trying to hold up, you know. I'm uh, racking my brain. I'm very tired. <laughs> been a long week so uh we, we both had a very long week um but we're doing well so it's all good um nothing else from me other than thank you for listening to the podcast 30 episodes in super happy to be here and um really looking forward to 30 more yeah at least or 30. 300 more we'll see how we go, there you go. 10 more seasons dude six seasons in a movie six seasons in a movie <laughs> what would the movie be? <laughs> you know you know you know what that quote's from no it's community oh shit Okay. Yeah. All right. But anyway, we've we've, anyway. we've managed to go off track on the side. <laughs> anyway, we'll, well see. Week. We'll see you all next week. Take care, everyone. Have Thanks. a good week. Bye. Bye. Bye.